I'm gonna get you, McDivitt. You and your giggling, you will be mine. Hello and welcome to Game On Girl, the podcast where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. This week, we are returning to our Gaming 101 series and covering all the ins and outs of mobile games. How many genres are there? And how many do you play? And we'll wrap up our week in geek with what we've been watching, reading, and playing. So stay tuned, and we're glad you're listening to Game On Girl. Here at Game On Girl, we talk about all different types of games and gamers. We've talked about playing many different mobile games or games you can play on your phone. This week, we will talk about all the different types of mobile games there are and share with you some of our favorites. So one of the distinctions we should make here is that we are talking about games you play on your smartphone or your tablet, as opposed to handheld game consoles like the Nintendo DS that are sort of dedicated gaming devices. These are games that you can add on to devices that have other other main tasks, I guess you'd say. Yeah, I, I never had anything like a DS. Did you? No, no, I've never, I've never had okay. a, a. Well, I had a Nintendo Game Boy, I think, when I was. Oh, okay. Way, way back when those were like the coolest and hippest things. Um, not to show my age or anything. And I, I had a portable Pac-Man game oh. that I used to play on car trips, like on long car trips. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I ended up figuring out the AI for. No. Yeah, seriously. So I could never I could never lose because I figured out the pattern of the ghosts. And it wasn't a sophisticated enough computer oh, yeah. to have a bunch of different programs for the patterns for the ghosts. So once I figured out the patterns, I was like, all right. Done. Kind of like I figured out the pattern. Have you ever played, you know, how they have hearts on a Windows computer will have hearts on it. You no. can play what? hearts is a cards game, a card game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play. The card, yeah, game. The card yeah. game that you play against yeah. four people. Well, I figured out the AI for that, too. So if you're playing not against you're not playing, you know, Internet or connected to, you know, other gamers, if you're just playing the AI, the AI is always trying to shoot the moon and will continue to try oh. to shoot the moon, even if it's taken if it's taken cards, it doesn't ever play defensively. Oh, okay. So you can pretty much always as long as you can get one card taken you can pretty much win yeah, yeah. and then yeah. it became unfun because it's like well yeah i guess i only ha- we we have a handheld um yahtzee game um those those are for the bathroom <laughs> well i think mobile games on uh, smartphones have uh, have sort of moved into that realm yeah i i'm amazed at the number of people that take their phones into the bathrooms yeah, yeah. It, it just freaks freaks me the <laughs> hell out i'm sorry <laughs> It's like at work, at work, especially it's yes, we're on a rabbit trail at work, especially they will bring all kinds of stuff into the bathroom. There was one day I came in there and a girl walked into the stall and she laid her cigarettes and lighter on the floor in the stall where she was. Oh, on the floor. Oh, yes. Was she afraid like she put it on the sink or something? Somebody would swipe them? Well, I don't know. But I, w- I wouldn't lay anything on the sink either because, I mean, that thing is just like splattered with water yeah. and everything all over the place. I mean, there's yeah. just all kinds of crap up there and people, you know, sneezing and coughing and stuff. But then you take your phone in there, which is already an intimately communicable yeah. device. Touching is touching your face and all that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah, I obsessively clean my phone. Like probably once a day I take, you know, like my eyeglass cleaner to it and 
a towel and wipe it down because I'm always like, I don't know. I just well, and we test devices at at my job. We have I don't I don't know. We've got like five Android phones. We've got three iPhones. We've got like four or five iPads. And when I came there, I don't I I don't think they had ever been cleaned. It just absolutely freaked me out. And they all pass them between each other to do testing is the developers will use them and then the testers will use them. And I, I clean those suckers all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a, a, a good warning for everybody. So one thing you should be thinking about as you are mobile gaming on your, <laughs> on your smartphone or your tablet. <laughs> Maybe we ought to do that show. We ought to do uh, technology pet. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that might, that okay, would be. so we're talking about mobile. Games. So we're talking about mobile games. So we're talking about mi- gaming on these mobile devices that we that you uh, intimately handle on a regular basis. So uh, we've got some different types of games we want to talk about. But do we want to set up any sort of basics for just like I guess we sort of have our definition here. So mobile game is something you play on a tablet or a phone. Yeah, and I think that's really the only limit yeah. um, because when you look at the list of types of games that you you've got written here uh, any of those games you will find on a console on a ds on any anywhere else and so i fi- i i just love it and i love the idea that technology has gotten to the point to where you can have any type of game on a mobile device that you want that uh, doesn't mean it's a good game <laughs> no. but <laughs> it, you can just about any type of bent that you fall into, you can get a game on your phone. Right, you can you can have that, and I love the I love the power of just being able to pick up something really quickly. And I've said this before yeah. on the show, and just play and play something really short and really quick. But also the fact that there is such a variety of games available on mobile devices, and it's it's a huge market. I mean, if you look at the any either the Google Play Store or the App Store for iPhones and um, iOS, the number of, just a sheer number of games available is is mind-boggling i mean it's just it's just outrageously impressive how many kinds of games and how many games are out there yeah and i I think i've mentioned several times too that sometimes my uh the best games the games i enjoy the most usually end up being the free ones i've paid for games and just hated yeah i've i've had the same experience i have a lot my (laughs) my ipad has um three separate libraries of games Oh, yeah. Well, you know, if I had an iPad, that's the way I would do it, too. Yeah. So iPad is, to me, changes uh, the gaming environment. The The phones are one thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's really great. But the, like I've said before, the real estate on the phone is it really limits the the not what only what you can do in the game, but the effectiveness, the beauty of the game. Right, exactly. And and how much detail you can get into and, mm-hmm. and how much you can see. And I can't quite imagine at this point um, playing some of the games that I play now. Like I, I started playing Draw Something on my yeah. iPad. And I didn't even think about, you know, some people were playing this on their phones. So some people are drawing with their finger in this little itty bitty tiny screen. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I play I play it on my phone. I've never played it anywhere. Yeah, else. it's really nice to be able to play it on the iPad because you do have a you know a lot more territory to cover as you're doing that. So what what 
genre would draw something fit into? Um, it's social. social. Yeah, we put that in social games. So social games are games that require interaction with friends or other players, often linked to Facebook or other social networks. Um, so as an example, anything that ends with with friends <laughs> yeah, would an qualify one. for those. So those are ones that are, are very clearly. So we have social games. Um, a lot of, uh, like, I, I enjoy uh, social games, um, as I've mentioned before, and I tried to get Rhonda to play gems with friends with me. So I always wanted to figure out how to play gems with friends without anybody because I just wanted to learn how to play the game better. Yeah. But that kind of defeats the whole social purpose of it. Yeah. And this, the social aspect can take on um, a couple of different forms because the, I played um, Papaya Farm with a friend. And the, with it, you are not challenging each other or trying to beat each other's score. You're actually, you can go out there and garden all by yourself. Mm -hmm. But what you can do is you can give your friend plants or water or credits, or you can go out there. Now you can play defensively. If, if you want to, to score more points, get more experience, you can go out there and destroy some of their plants or ruin them. Right. But usually with me and my friends, we were, go we were trying to help each other gain as much money and credits as possible because we wanted to get those big exclusive rare plants. Right. And that's the way and that's the way a lot of the games, a lot of the social games do work, that it's it's better or more in your favor to work with your friends that you're playing with because they give you things, yeah. you give them things, and you kind of automatically kind of move back and forth in that space. A game that is very popular that I have absolutely refused to play. I will not I will not. You can ask me and I will not play it. Everybody on Facebook is playing it. It's Candy Crush Saga. Yeah. I will go nowhere near that game. And I will tell you no. why I will not go anywhere near that game. <laughs> oh, I bet I know why. I, well, it's, you know, I know it's addicting, but I didn't know it was truly addicting until there was one day I, I sometimes teach in a computer lab. I teach my technical writing classes in a computer lab. And when my students are on break, you know, they can spend their time on Facebook or however they're doing. So one of my students was on Facebook and he's like, oh, I'm going to check out this Candy Crush game. And he played it for a few minutes and he was a play he was a gamer. And I knew he was a gamer and we'd had conversations about other games. And he said, oh, this game is really stupid. It's like bejeweled, but you have limited moves. So that was one night in class. And it was a week, you know, once a week class we met. <laughs> we came back to class a week later and he's like, oh, Candy Crush. I'm so addicted to Candy Crush. And I'm like, I am not playing that game. Yeah. Nope. No, that that was your case study. That right was my there. case study. I'm like, oh, his first impression was how much, how stupid, and how much he didn't like this game. And a week later, he's completely hooked on it. I'm like, no, thanks. Yeah, thanks, but no. The the other good aspect about social games is one of the most common characteristics is you don't have to be playing with your friends at the exact same time. Right, and you can be asynchronous. You, yeah, yeah, you can play your move. And then the game will end. It'll say, okay, it's your friend's turn. And then whenever they play. Right. Um, so, you know, if I want to play with my sister in Guam, who is half a day ahead of me, I can play at noon when she's in bed at midnight. And then when she gets up, she can play her turn. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the things I just love about social gaming as well, that you can really fit it into your schedule, that you don't have to be 
online at the same time everybody else is, that it gives you that kind of flexibility. That's that's a real bonus to to a lot of mobile yeah. games, but in, in particular social games. Yeah. And th- that's in contrast to what I think you would uh, probably call multiplayer. Right. And that's where you, you are playing at the same yeah, time. Yeah, in a synchronous format and everybody's online and at their computers at the same time. Yep. Now, we've mentioned Plants vs. Zombies on here several times. <laughs> And that falls into um, uh, one of our type categories as well. Yes, that is a tower defense game where you are protecting, well, essentially your brains. (laughs) (laughs) Your house and your brains and your territory from the zombies. Uh, So, yeah, that's a tower defense. Another tower defense that we talked about was Tiny Heroes that you played that I I think I told you about. That was the one I got free at one Mm -hmm. point in time. And it was um, the opposite where you're the bad guy trying to protect your loot from the heroes. Yes. Which I I love that concept. Yeah, usually you're given a a set map with boundaries and you are given a certain number of tools to defend yourself with. And as you move up in the ranks, you get better and better tools, but also the attacks on your fortress or your riches or whatever get stronger as exactly. well. So part of it is strategy. And part of it is love, <laughs> but there's a whole lot, there's a whole lot of strategy. Yeah. And so you can sit and contemplate about the idea, set up your defenses and then let the action go. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things for, um, if I'm in a writer slump or I'm in a slump, a creativity slump of some kind, I think tower defense games, because of the problem solving involved in them, you know, you set up your defenses. So generally in t- tower defense games, you have more defenses than you can use in any given turn. So you have to kind of think through, okay, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? What's Mm -hmm. the advantages of this and that? And that mode of thinking helps me if I'm stuck on like a problem or I'm trying to do a solution of some kind, that helps me kind of break out of whatever stagnation I might be in creatively. And so it's one of the things I tend to turn to when I'm like, hmm, what is kind of stuck here? What's not happening? Yeah. 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 Regina has a lot of great reasons to play games on her phone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm teasing you. I, I didn't mean to be mean. Oh, no, you are totally right. Actually, when I first started getting into better shape, the only only way I could get myself to go to the gym and like be on the, the recumbent bike or be on an exercise bike or even the treadmill was to take in game on a device. And I actually got an iPod touch just for the sole purpose of having a device that wasn't my phone because I drained the battery on my phone, you know, during a workout. Oh, yeah, so that yeah. was a real motivating factor for me to get out and work out. And I just always thought that that was like, and I would only play those games when I was working out. That was my other limit was I didn't play them unless I was working out. So if I wanted to play something and I was really into it, it got me to the gym more often so oh there you go yeah see that's the way plants uh that's the way zombies run is for me Mm. it 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 always has another chapter the episodes continue and it's like i don't get to figure out what those are i have to go to the gym (laughs) you can't just sit and listen to it (laughs) and to be honest i mean it's 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 pretty well known that if if you do have a mental block or a creative block or whatever, the, changing gears and just putting your mind into a different creative uh, environment is very helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, so gaming does have lots to offer. Yeah. <laughs> so we mentioned just a slight bit of strategy, and that would almost seem like an unusual type game to have on a mobile device, a strategy game. Uh, yeah, it would to a degree. I mean, you could you could put tower defense games in as strategy games to a degree, um, sort of as a subset, perhaps, of strategy games. But I think of 
when I think of strategy games, you know, taking turns, you know, we have chess and checkers as may, you know, some examples of sort of traditional strategy games, but we also have things like Elder Sign, which I know you mm-hmm. play on the phone, Small World yes. and Ticket to Ride, which are also very much strategy games which are available on your on your mobile devices as well. Yeah, Elder Sign is uh j- is a wonderful mobile game. Uh, it's very intense and it, d- it takes a, a lot of strategy and a lot of luck. It, it's slightly also a role-playing game. Yeah, because you have to pick your adventurers or your heroes and assemble your team. And an, an RPG, a role-playing game, that's one of sort of the key components of a role-playing game is collecting your adventurers to go on your quest with you, such as it were. And Elder Sign has that that component to it, you know. Yeah, you, you select a team of investigators to conquer the evil one that has has risen to destroy the world and coordinating what skills they have and building a good team is part of your beginning strategy. And you can do that randomly or you can be very particular. And they've they put out an expansion for Elder Sign that adds investigators. There's some investigators that, believe it or not, I still have locked. I haven't unlocked them Wow. Because I know you yeah. play that game a lot, don't you? Yeah. I, lo- I really love yeah. that game. And, but they also came out with a, a part of the expansion. Uh, one of the uh, bad guys is now Cthulhu. Nice. Yeah. And it's it's got some some different rules to it that I haven't quite been able to figure out. It's a very complex game, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely a a strategy game, but I haven't quite figured out how to do it. And I I got in the middle of a, of one of the games before and I was like, I'm losing really, really badly here, (laughs) but I don't know (laughs) what to do to change it. Uh, That sounds like me with plants versus zombies too, but we'll talk about that in the second half of the show. But (laughs) just remind now. are there any other role-playing games that are that are on mobile devices? I, I can't really think of any. I don't play role-playing There's games. There's a so. Lord of the Rings game. Oh, okay. So you can play Lord of the Rings, a role-playing, like, actual adventure or uh, role-playing game uh, that's Lord of the Rings. Um, I had it on my touch for a while and ended up – it took so long to load. I think I didn't really have enough memory on it to run it particularly well. So I ended up not oh, playing okay. it very long because it just – it got really frustrating to try to play it. But it was absolutely beautiful. Like, the, the graphics were gorgeous. So it was – and it was a traditional role-playing game where you kind of picked your character in your class and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, they tend to be very um, story. Story-based, mm-hmm. that, that story-centered. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of characters, and again, it's it tends to be very casual play. You can play for a very short amount of time, very long amount of time, and the game can really almost have no end if you want it. Exactly, to. You can just keep keep living the story. Yeah, you can go and go and go. Uh, with it. And, uh, and that's one of the things that's sort of a draw and a turn off <laughs> at the same time to some RPGs, yeah. because it can continue to kind of go forever. Now, the complete opposite of that would be an arcade game. Yes, an arcade game, uh, something that's just really fast paced, no story, quick and easy. You just jump in and play. Um, my favorite would be another one that I have mentioned multiple times, which is Bejeweled Blitz, which I play pretty much daily. Yeah, yeah the, uh, I was thinking of one earlier 
because uh, one of my major aspects of an arcade game that when it comes to my mind is that it does not save your progress. Right, right. There's no, yeah, there's no going back to it where you left off or anything like that. Yeah, it's that that typical, you know, you start with three lives or a, a certain number of mm-hmm. lives. And once once you die and you use up all those lives, the game's over and you got to start from the beginning. Exactly. You just, it, it doesn't have a continuation. There's no story. There's no sophistication necessarily it's just jump in and play and go from there yeah yeah i've mentioned um dragon's rage before and that's the way that one is that that's why that game frustrates me so much is i'll get i'll finally get up past into like a level five and then i'll die and i have to start all the way over at the beginning it drives me crazy arcade's not particularly my (laughs) although um on the console um we shouldn't even bring up consoles. I guess it's not fair. Um, there is an arcade game I like to play there. So. Yeah, I have some arcade games I like on my console as well. Um, but I but I like arcade games on my phone because they're good sort of break. It, as I was grading papers today, <clears throat> I was going back and forth between grading papers and Bejeweled. So a minute or two of Bejeweled and back to papers. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it's a good way for me to kind of break up. Especially when you're a teacher and you're looking at the same assignment over and over again. I can I go back in with fresher eyes after having played for a minute mm-hmm. than yeah. I would if I was just trying to read through, you know, six sets of syllabi, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's a low commitment type Exactly. Game. And an- another example of a, a mobile genre that's sort of low commitment would be a card game you know, poker or uh, solitaire, some of those things that, you know, you don't have kind of like big long-term commitments to, except there's one card game that I would say actually disagree with that that statement I just made about myself because there's Fairway Solitaire which I mentioned from PAX last year yeah that I still play that game I and I love that game and uh, that gopher I'm gonna get that gopher one of these days (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna get that giggling gopher (laughs) and if you're listening to me McDivitt I'm after you he's on Twitter (laughs) McDivitt is on Twitter, so I'm after you, man. Uh, uh, Mayjong would fall into yes, that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely the same, the same thing. That's one of the games I often set my mom up with to play because she can, she gets into that and gets really into playing, into playing in. I have an now, actually another... have a Mahjong adventure game that oh, kind really? of mixes those two genres together. A little segue between those That's two. Fascinating. <laughs> it has a map, and you have to do um, certain uh, puzzles, and you have to do certain uh, setups of the tiles in order to lock different parts of the map to find out sort of the next piece of the archaeological dig that you're on. So you're collecting like pieces of a vase or, you know, different things that you're putting together. So it takes those two adventure and and sort of card games and kind of mixes them together. It's pretty fun. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. It might even be Mahjong Adventure, but I'm not sure. Yeah, adventure games, they're sort of a a spinoff or sometimes you'll hear action adventure, mm-hmm. action slash adventure. Right. The action games tend to be more fast paced, may require a little bit more involvement with your reflexes. Yeah, a little more dexterity. It, yeah, where your adventure games, you have got a mix of strategy and puzzles and story in a way that kind of balances together and unfolds. Right. It, it's not a high level of 
probably the difference between that and like an RPG that it sounds like an RPG is there's not a lot of characters. Right. Right. There's, it's all about the, the, um, the, the story. story and the adventure you're on. Absolutely. Yeah. And even though it's not a mobile game, I would say that mist would fall into a, an adventure oh, game yeah. where you're, you're doing the exploration. Yeah. There's, there are very, very few characters in that game and not, not much depends on who those characters are, or what they're doing a little bit does, but not, not yeah, a there's lot. a little sort of decision-making between like, who's, you know, who you're going to feel allegiance to or something like that. But even that is very minimal. Now I'm curious, how would you qualify color sheep? Color sheep, I think is a, kind of an arcade game yeah that's what i'm thinking because that's that's what frustrates me about it is i'll get so far and then i'll lose and I have to start yeah over. yeah because it doesn't have the save progress but it and it has quick reflexes and you have to get kind of faster as the game progresses and you have to think on your feet kind of thing it has a slight bit of strategy to it but there's not a lot of planning you're more in reactive mode and yes. so I think reactive mode tends to be yeah. more arcade than than strategy. You have to think and you have to think through the colors and think through the combinations. So, you know, there's a little amount of thinking in it. But I think for the most part, it would fall in an arcade game. Although and it's a that's a very I had that on both my um, my iPhone and my iPad way yeah. easier to play on the iPhone. Oh, really? way easier because you don't have to when you're like trying to draw the colors together. You don't have to move your fingers oh, yeah. as far. Okay. And it, it was a lot a lot slower and a lot more sluggish to try to play it on the iPad. I never did very well. So I I, I took it off and I ended up just playing it exclusively on my iPhone. Yeah, that's a, <clears throat> a super smart game. It is. Yeah, we mentioned action. Mm -hmm. And that's another genre that I'm really surprised works on the on the mobile devices. Yeah, well, it's really interesting when you you know, you can think about you can go in and play like shooters or different things like that on, you know, your mobile devices. And that's actually one of the strengths for uh, one of our friends we met at PAX uh, East, uh, the MOGA devices that actually gives you a controller oh, yeah. to hook up to your phone wow, those shooters become so much easier when you have a controller to play with. Yeah, and that goes back to what we were talking about to begin with. I mean, you can put any game you want to on a mobile yep. device, yep. but it it needs to be designed in uh, the functionality, its features, the artwork, um, visually, everything really, really well to work on that tiny little screen. And I think we have seen successful games in all of these genres. Absolutely. So it can be done. Yeah, it can be done. It's just about planning and design and probably good QA. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to give a shout out here. Uh, but um, yeah, but you do you do have to sort of think it through in terms of what, what you have in terms of real estate and how it's going to be used. Yeah, the, I remember playing an action game. Uh, it was a little shooter that uh, was a cowboy game. Mm -hmm. The artwork was really wonderful, um, but I got stuck at one point where I just I couldn't win. I just kept getting shot, mm. and but it was it was really cute. Yeah, those those can be pretty fun too. So one of the other genres is one that I'm not a particular fan of because I don't tend to be very good at it, uh, which are physics games. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not very good at them. <laughs> I try, but, you know, uh, so uh, physics game uses uh, physics as a key component of the game. So sometimes using the device where you have to kind of tip the device side to side to use it yes. or um, sling birds at um, pigs, 
Angry Birds is an example of um, physics games and cat physics. I mean, it's got physics in the title, so it's easy to say. Those are the two that I've that I've played. And um, I enjoyed cat physics, but I got to a point with it where I just got so frustrated. The same thing happened to me with Angry Birds, where I just had a couple of levels that just kind of shut me down. And I'm like, yeah, see ya. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's about the way I would get with the arcade games. Yeah. Uh, the, the game I'm playing right now, Cut the Rope, is a physics game. Oh, that's right. You were talking about that one. Yeah. It, it, it's Physics games will can tend to be either fast-paced or you can take your time and just sit and think about mm-hmm. them. One of the games that it might... Uh, remind you of if you ever remember as a kid having one of those maze games that had the little silver ball in it and you had to roll the silver ball around physically by tilting and drop the ball into a hole it's very very much like that now have you did you play orion's forge very much i did not i play i played it a little bit but i i hadn't played i wanted to get back to that one it's just one of those that i hadn't got back that was from trinket studios who had on the show several episodes ago um i loved the graphics and i loved the story sort of adventure that was part of that physics game. And I wanted to go back to it, but I didn't have a chance to get back to it. Did you get a chance to play it? Yeah, I played it quite a bit. I was kind of, I was kind of addicted to it because I would get a level done. And what, what was so smart and unique about that game is that it did have a story. Mm -hmm. It, It had a little story in it, it had chapters in it. And that's not, that's not really typical for a, a, a physics game um, like Angry Birds or whatever. I mean, the, the extent of the story with Angry Birds is the pigs are the bad guys, <laughs> right. you know, and that's that's pretty much it. There's really not that much more for you to, to get out of that at all. <laughs> I think what catches me about physics games is I love cause and effect. Mm. It I like I like the idea that I can just try and try and try every option. Oh, what happens if I move it over here? Mm-hmm. What happens if I do them at the same time? And it it allows me to fail without feeling as bad as I usually do when I fail. <laughs> Because I'm actually wanting to know, okay, well, what happens if I do this? Right, right. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how I feel about tower defense games. Yeah. Um, it's exactly. the same. The same. I don't get frustrated when I fail. I just think, you know, what what new strategy can I come at this with? What did I learn from this? You know, this round, and that kind of thing. But I, I think I might, and you know, maybe I should go back and try some of the physics games again, or maybe try Orion's. Oh God, what's it called again? Forge. Orion's Forge. Yeah, I should try Orion's Forge, and see if I enjoy that more because it has the story element. Because you know, I will say this about I, I will read a bad book to the end (laughs) to know the story so sometimes I can be very very much persuaded to continue with something just based on the story itself maybe that's the key (laughs) well something that's really close to physics games to me are the, the last category are sports games I don't think I have a single sports game I, the only one I've got that could even remotely be considered a sports game is the um Olo, the OLO that I got free from Starbucks mm-hmm. where it's it's basically like table shuffleboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's probably the closest I get. Yeah, I have a uh, kind of like a pong game that's kind of like table tennis. I think it's actually called table tennis, but you can do like 
glow in the dark table tennis or whatnot on it. And that, that might be the closest that I come to it too. But I mean, there's like some basketball games and some football games you can play and things like that. And, Oh, did you ever play the, um, the, uh, trash can paper wad game? I think I did play that. Yeah. I think everybody played that. That was a great game. That was a good one. I was very, very impressed with the physics of that game. And though that's one that you can pick up and you can play it anytime. Yeah. I, I, you know, throw a couple of hoops. And... Yeah, exactly. And that's what I, that's one of the things I think that's a real strength about mobile games is that ability just to kind of hop in and play. And for social games, you know, it's kind of a nice way to keep in touch with maybe some of your friends. If you've, you know, got friends who live in faraway places, like some of us do, it can be really nice to be, you know, connected through the game as opposed to just whatever other ways you connect to each other, text or phone or emails or whatever. So well, I'm looking through my list of games here that I wanted to be sure and mention. And let's see if uh, we can categorize any of these. Okay. Whirly Word. Um, I haven't played Whirly Word. Um, I believe it would probably be strategy. Yeah, that sounds like uh, Words with Friends would probably fall into a social strategy game. Um, Whirly Word, they give you... Uh, I can't remember, six or eight characters on a wheel. And then they give you a blanked out list of words, all the words you can make with the characters that are in that wheel. Mm-hmm. And you try to complete the list. Um, the world comes in there that you can spin the wheel to mix the letters up to tr- just try to help you look at them differently. Right. In different order. No, I always love that because those... Yeah. that My brain works like that. Space Miner. It's one I've mentioned before mm-hmm. where... It actually has um, a little bit of everything. It's kind of an adventure game and a shooter. Mm. So it's one of those action slash adventure games. Yeah, those those. I think that's a pretty a pretty popular mix. Yeah, you you um, you can actually do upgrades to your spaceship, and that allows you to defend your ship better, and to eliminate aliens better, and to of course mine ore mm-hmm. in space. Cool. Which you know, we all want to do. Yeah, well, if you want to do that, you should be playing Eve. (laughs) Oh, this is true. (laughs) Which you'd probably love for the graphics alone. That's a beautiful game. Um, The last one I had was uh, Boy Loves Girl. Oh, I was thinking about Boy Loves Girl. And I would think, I think it's part adventure because it's got a bit of a story and arcade. Because yeah. you're you're doing that, catching the different kinds of clouds and, and catching the flowers and all the different things that you're sort of running along trying to do while you're tugging the moon along with you. So, yeah, I, I think because it's got the story elements in terms of it's, you know, boy loves girl and he's, you know, chasing after her. And it's got another characteristics that I tend to associate with arcade games. And, and of course, none of these rules are hard and fast. Mm-hmm. They're just you right. know, familiar. But the... um. Th- that would be considered a side-scrolling yes. game. And that's where the action is mm-hmm. uh, in one dimension or ba- uh, two dimensions, and it just goes from left to right, and all the action enters the screen from one from side. From one side, right. So you have that that sort of limitation, kind of hearkening back to our days of Atari and all the original home console games. Yeah. Pitfall. Yeah. So any games that you, we didn't get to categorize well, that you can think of that you enjoy? I was just thinking about Bookworm Heroes that I play. Oh, yeah. Uh, which you might want to try because it's not timed. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, d- I don't do good with timed games. And you might enjoy it better um, because it, there are characters that you choose to play, which have different special abilities oh. and you have to choose when you use your special abilities. And it is a, it's a Scrabble game where you're given a, you know, a, a selection of tiles and you have to make them the word with the highest points, but you are, but then you attack with those points. So your hero oh, okay. attacks your other opponent's hero. So See, I, I just, I just love the ingenuity of of designers. Oh, and if you start, if you play and you get into some of the heroes, like they have like really delightful characters. She's a hacker. It's a female hacker. Um, so she, she can, her special ability is to hack your opponent's board. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really awesome. So you can hack your opponent's board with her. Her name is Razor. <laughs> they have a, a character called Hamlet who is like the Shakespeare character. And so he attacks with a, a plumed pen. <laughs> oh, see, very sweet. Yeah, and they have uh, poly, Polyphemus. And he's like this big guy made out of stone. And when he attacks your opponents, he smashes your opponent's tiles and takes points away from them. So Aww. the more points your word is worth, you'll make more of their tiles worth fewer points. He is really he is really kind of Nasty. mean to play. Yeah, he is mean. And um, my personal favorite is Nenya, who is like a, a an elf, a female elf archer. So um, she can call upon the power of the earth, uh, depending on how many flowers you have in your word, and actually destroy, like, do more damage to them based on the flowers that she's using. So she's just kind of using flower power against her. So uh, that's that's sort of like the the perfect example of cross genre. Exactly. And I was just thinking that because it's a, you know, it's a word game. It's a tile game. You're, you're playing that. But it's also got these, you know, um, components of role playing that go into it because you have to think, you know, somebody starts a game with you and you can see who they're playing. So you have an idea of, OK, once you've played it a few times, you figure out, OK, this person is really good to play against this person and this one's not so good. And you have to think about when you're going to use, because you have a special ability you can only use once per the game. So you have to kind of plan ahead to be able to use it. Mm, and yeah. and I love that kind of aspect of it. And I'm, you know, I played word, Words with Friends for a long time and I got really tired of it. And I don't, I don't know if that kind of happened to everybody else, but I was just kind of like... <sighs> feel like I've played the same game 100 times now. And so this took the same components of like word building, but took it to an element where there was, you know, just so much more involved in it and a little bit more like strategy to play in that. So yeah, Bookworm Heroes kind of has a little a little role playing little adventure strategy kind of mixed in together. Yeah, I kind of felt that way about Whirly Word. I played that just a million times and I'm just like you know what I've seen these same tiles over and over <laughs> and over again there's there's only so many words I can yeah. I can do yep, absolutely absolutely well with all of these genres I mean we've talked about we've talked about everything pretty much it is really hard for me to believe that there's even a discussion that mobile gaming is casual I know <laughs> I was thinking about that when I was putting the notes together for this episode and how dismissive many people can be about social or or mobile gamers and and I really think it's just unfounded because there really is so much obviously so much depth that can be involved in mobile gaming. Yeah, it's just it's just unbelievable. I mean, I was I was surprised that time I found the um the cowboy shooter game. I was like a shooter on my phone. <laughs> 
Yeah, actually, I'm trying to remember. Ryan actually recommended a, a zombie shooter game to me, but I can't I can't remember what it was called. But you're essentially flying in a helicopter, <laughs> and you have civilians, and um, uh, you've got like night vision goggles on, and you've got civilians oh, I like you that. need to protect, and then the zombies you need to shoot. And um, and then as you play, you can upgrade your weapons and upgrade your your uh, helicopter and do all kinds of different upgrades as you continue to play. Uh, and it was really fun. I played a few minutes of it on his phone, and he's like, you know, you're going to get hooked on this. And I'm like, I might just here. Here's your phone back. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll oh, I'll have to find out the name for that and put that up on the on the. Um, hey Ryan, make sure to let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you guys have got any questions about what mobile games are all about, or you're just wanting to get started with mobile games, we've mentioned several today that are, are great to start with. Um, or if you're a mobile gaming expert or have got more than, how many libraries did you have, Regina? Four? Three. Three. And <laughs> you can recommend some mobile games we haven't talked about, please be sure and let us know. We are on Twitter and Facebook, or you can post it in the comments on our blog. Well, we both are quickly approaching PAX Prime and Dragon Con. So how much geeking out are you doing and how different <laughs> is that geeking? Yeah, I, <laughs> usual. I don't I don't I don't have a whole lot of time right now. Uh yeah. kind of in the crunch days of getting um supplies and such together to take to to PAX Prime for me. And I know you're doing the same Rhonda for Dragon Con, yeah. uh, where we're gonna have some fabulous events that you guys better be better be in attendance for so yeah i haven't i haven't had a whole lot of time i'm finding um one of the reasons why i think i thought of doing mobile games oh yeah <laughs> for this week's uh topic for the show is because that's mostly the kind of gaming i've been doing so well wh why don't we start with uh what you've been watching uh i've been watching i finished true blood season six the finale oh, yeah. so that oh, just ended meh yeah yeah, for season six, I'm kind of, you know, yeah, it was kind of interesting. And, you know, I was disappointed with uh, one of the major character arcs that had been set up in the season before and had had a lot of build up to it, I thought was going to be really promising. And it ended up kind of just fizzling out and not really being what it promised to be. Yeah. So that that's always kind of disappointing. So uh, there was, and you know, hopefully this isn't too much of a spoiler for people who haven't seen the episode yet. There is full frontal nudity of one of the main characters. Oh. And one of the main male characters, excuse me, one of the main male characters. Because uh, there's full frontal nudity of female characters all over the show. <laughs> uh, but you very rarely see the male characters with them full frontal. So you get a full frontal shot of one of the, the main characters. I won't say which one. But um, most people probably know because it's been a buzz on the, on the interwebs. Um, so now that that's over and sort of my new shows are over, I started Fringe. Oh, you've never watched Fringe? I've never watched Fringe. And I think you were the person who recommended it to me. Oh, yeah. It's it's very good. Yeah. So I'm I'm finding it very compelling and um, cursing uh, Netflix autoplay. Uh, oh. Because <laughs> I keep wanting to let it go, but I don't have enough time right now to watch three episodes at a time. Netflix. <laughs> Uh, but I'm really enjoying it. So I'm uh, three or four episodes in at this point. And um, yeah, yeah, loving the the pattern. I'd be interested. To Actually, I've got to get caught up on that. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I'm I'm behind on on Fringe, but one year my husband was going to go as uh, a watcher. Mm, that would be a good that would be a good costume. Except, how would he feel about like having to shave off his eyebrows? Um, you know that was discussed. <laughs> <laughs> It was. I guess you could get some, uh, uh, if you're going to go with a skull cap, you could actually take a skull cap down to cover your eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. It would, uh, it would be hot. Well, I guess TV or, or movie watching is, is definitely one of the first things to go when you get really busy. Yeah, pretty much. So what have you been watching? Anything? Much well, I'm really, I'm really happy with having HBO and I don't think sci-fi does much TV early in the morning while I'm getting ready for work because that tends to be the only time I watch anything. Mm-hmm. And a couple of movies have been on that I, I, I'm doing a lot of retro movies. Uh, one was Iraq. Phobia <laughs> is Bill Pullman and probably to me one of the best performances John Goodman's ever done um, probably outside of Brother Where Art Thou but oh, I love that movie. for yeah for a, a movie about about bugs killer bugs I mean it's just it's very well balanced cool yeah and the yeah. other one uh, other retro one I saw has seen in a long time was the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie oh my love. <laughs> yeah. And I, w- I was surprised how many well-known actors are oh, in that movie. It's amazing. It really is amazing. It's, it's, got, it's got some pretty serious names in it. Yeah. I was just surprised because mm-hmm. everybody can recognize Donald Sutherland. Right. But Hilary Swank mm-hmm. is in it. Yep. Um, apparently, Seth Green and Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Of course, David Arquette and Rudger Hauer are very recognizable. But yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. And of course, uh, Pee Wee Herman's famous death scene. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I was actually, I was reading trivia about it today, too, because Buffy, everybody associates Buffy with uh, Josh Whedon. Right. But Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie is not his movie. Yes, it is. Well, he wrote it. He wrote it. He didn't direct it. He didn't direct it. And then also while it was being filmed and directed, he walked off the set. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Apparently, um, Donald Sutherland continuously rewrote his dialogue. (laughs) And uh, to Josh Whedon's viewpoint didn't make any sense whatsoever and it deviated from his original story so much that he walked off the set oh interesting well yeah yeah i can see why then maybe he took it to to the network to to actually make what he wanted yeah 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 and and he i think there was also an origins comic that was created to that went more with what his original story hmm. was interesting i've read i've read uh, some of season eight but I, I don't think i've seen an origins i'll have to check that out yeah mm-hmm. I, I, I will too it yeah sounded interesting yeah so what about what you've been reading have you finished your book i did finish my book i finished oh, cool i finished neferet's curse and i realized part of my frustration that i talked about in the last episode with it not being what i thought it was going to be was because oh, yeah. i i had different expectations for it than than what I think the author intended instead of sort of explaining her, I thought it was going to be more about after she had changed into a vampire, but instead what it really was. And I, and it was only like more than halfway through, like in the last quarter of the book, I finally understood that we could see how she was becoming kind of a master manipulator of people 
and that that was the that was her curse essentially was that she learned how to maneuver people to do what she wanted them to do and that's essentially what she ends up doing throughout the rest of the books is she's kind of playing people against each other and doing all that and you know there's a major event that happens at the end which is foreshadowed in the the series so you know kind of what's coming for it but then to see her make that decision and and kind of choose that road really changed my perception of her as a character. Interestingly enough, at the very end of the book, the author has a note and the first line of the book was the first line of the author's note, like it's dear reader. And she's like, this was a very difficult book to, to write. <laughs> and I thought that that was just fascinating because to have that at the end of the book to be like, this is really hard for me. I thought was really telling as well. Yeah. Because kind of delving into the motivations of your like most evil character is, I don't know if that's something the authors, authors tend to do. They kind of shy away from that, I think, to a degree. Hmm. So that was interesting. So I was, cool. I was glad that I finished it, but still not sort of overall satisfied by the whole thing. Um, I'll be, I'll be glad to get back to the regular series when the next book comes out in October. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Written on the calendar, huh? Yes, yes. Already pre-ordered on my Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> so have you had much time to read? Um, I read every night before I go to bed. Yeah, so do I. Uh, so there's I may not read very much, but it's it's the last thing I do pretty much every day. In the mornings, if I get a chance, I, I usually read articles and magazines mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, that's like the first thing I do when I go online is I kind of catch up with news articles or different things that I kind of want to check out or gaming news or what's kind of, you know, the hubbub in the game in game culture. But um, yeah. yeah, but I always read something right before I go to bed. Yeah, I'm still reading Murder is a Fine Art by Daniel Morrill. I might, may be reading it for a while. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, right now they are still building up the mystery of the murders. Mm. It's a nicely comfortable creepy movie mm -hmm. movie um story it's it's just gruesome and the murders that are going on have got some circumstances that seem impossible and so that adds to the mystery and the creepiness of you know is a ghost doing this are they being reenacted what, right. what kind of weirdo would do this kind right of thing? where would this come from and what's yeah. the motivation behind all this yeah. Interesting. So, um, it's a, yeah, so yeah, I'm having a good time with it. Cool. Cool. Well, you didn't have anything you were playing last week. Do you have anything you've been playing this week? Um, no, I played Cut the Rope a few times. Mm. That is, it is a nice quick break mm -hmm. for me to play. Um, but again, I've substituted cosplay for <laughs> my gaming. I'm right. Working on, I'm working on a, uh, a holster for, uh, Laura's gun. Nice. So. I can't wait to see the pictures of this. Yeah. It makes I'm, me I'm sad nervous. we're not going to be at the same con. I mean, glad that we're covering like the cons that are on different coasts from each yeah. other. <laughs> it's kind of nice. A game on girl is like bi-coastal so we can be in, you know, two completely opposite sides of the country at the same time. But it really is nice when we get to actually hang out together at cons. Yeah. So um, I also carved an ice axe this weekend. Did you? Yes. Out of floral styrofoam. Oh, nice. And then you're going to yeah, paint that and have that to carry around. Yeah. John is, my husband is um, coating it with fiberglass this week. So I carved it last weekend and then he's painting it with fiberglass to give it strength. Because mm -hmm. styrofoam is not something you want to carry around in a con. Yeah. No, you don't want to be handling something that's going to be degrading in your hand from you rubbing yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. And so he'll get a few coats of that on there and then I'll sand it and paint it. And it'll, nice. It'll be Very nice. Yeah. 
I don't have anything that interesting that I'm doing. I've never, I've never cosplayed. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's not, I haven't, I haven't ever, I mean, I've, I've dressed up in costume plenty and I dressed up as a zombie last year and Zumba'd um, thriller at the oh, yeah. mall. So that was kind of a big public costume thing where not everybody was in costume, but I've never actually gone to a con in cosplay. So someday in the future, I will pull out the Wonder Woman boots and I will cosplay as Wonder Woman at something. Right. Um, but that has yet to happen so well well i like making them probably more than i like wearing them but it's it's all fun yeah that's the one thing i can i i, I really give props to the people who can wear their costumes all day long <laughs> oh my oh it's brutal because i just can't imagine um you know some of the makeup and some of the costumes i see people in and i've i've seen it packs like some people who are in really elaborate really big costumes and they're trying to go down the escalators and they have to have people put their mm-hmm. feet on the escalator to, you know stare so they don't go tumbling over so yeah, yeah. that is that is a fair amount of dedication and i can appreciate at that. Yeah. Um, what about you? Have you had time to play anything? I have. The other thing I've been doing on a on a nightly nightly basis, at least probably for an hour each night since it came out, and I downloaded it two minutes after it was available in the app <laughs> store, was uh, Plants vs. Zombies 2. It's about time. And it was definitely about time, and the whole game is about time, so that's awesome, too. I don't know if you've gotten, like, the, the gimmick for it. No. Okay, uh, so, so, nothing. so Crazy Dave has found this, um, like, he found this truck that tra- that's really a time travel truck, oh. and so you go through, like, the tutorial for the game, and you know how Dave was kind of obsessed with tacos? Yeah. He decides he wants to travel back in time so he could eat his taco again. <laughs> but the time travel truck makes an error and you end Uh-oh. up in ancient Egypt where you're fighting zombies. <laughs> okay. Ancient, a- ancient Egyptian zombies. So uh, the first map of the game is, uh, is Egypt and uh, you go once through all the levels and you um, you get a star for every level. Then to continue on to the next um, adventure, which I think is the pirates. I'm not sure. Yes, the pirates. The pirates are the second level. After you finish through once, you have to go back and like replay the levels to collect enough stars to go advance to the next level of the game. And the challenges get more and more complex as you go back through each level. Now it's it's kind of like a. Um first person shooter now right no this is this is just a traditional the the plants versus zombies it's about time is just a tower defense oh okay very much very similar some new plants but very similar to the original plants versus zombies more fun because the plants are different and uh the zombies are all different and you have a yeti which i have yet to catch the yeti but he apparently drops a bunch of extra prizes for you and things okay um the garden warfare is going to be the first person shooter and i do believe that's going to be a console game first. Oh, okay. That All right, now. I get it now. Yeah. Okay. And that is now. Yes. Yeah, so that's a separate. That's a separate game from from this. This is this is truly a Plants vs Zombies two going. You know, going back to the the tower defense. Okay. Well, I may end up going ahead and getting that for my phone then because I was thinking that it was that all I kept seeing is the first Garden person Warfare. shooter. Yeah. 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 And I was like, well, I don't. I don't really want to play that on my phone. I right. really. W- 
I would enjoy it better mm-hmm. if I'm going to invest in it, if I could do it on my desktop or something. But Plants vs. Zombies, PopCap is one of the ones that did a very, very good adaptation of their game mm-hmm. to mobile devices. Yeah, absolutely. They are they are so slick with yeah. with with their designs and how they use it and. Um, and I think, and, and Plants vs. Zombies 2 is free. So really, what? Rhonda, you have no reason not to go get it. It's freaking free? Yes, it's free. Okay, I've got my phone right here. I'm downloading <laughs> It's actually, and one of the things, one of, I can't remember which website I was reading it on, but one of the reviews I said, it's actually, I mean, it's a, it's a freemium. So it's a, it's a free, it's a free to play game. But if you want to get some of the plants you have to pay for, some of the other things you want to do, if you don't want to get 15 stars to go to the next level, you can pay $4 and you can get to the next level. You know, you can play to unlock the content faster, but really there's no benefit in doing that because the levels themselves are so much fun just on their own that getting into them and playing them is just... It's very satisfying. It's a very satisfying game, and it's free. Okay, y- yeah. you can finish the show. I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> I'm downloading this. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy. Shh. I got to put in my password. <laughs> there, install. Okay. So, so when you're up all night, and and I have to say, one of a friend of mine who who is is you know is a gamer, but isn't like a really like serious serious gamer. Although she is an achievement person. So I think she's got a bit of mastery in there. I put up a picture on Facebook as I was downloading it. And um, I'm like, I will not stay up all night. I will not stay up all night. <laughs> and immediately she went and downloaded it. She stayed up until 3.30 in the morning playing it the first Maybe night. I shouldn't download it. Because <laughs> I'm like, no yelling at me as a gateway drug, a gateway gaming drug. No yelling at me if you end up... <laughs> I played it for about, I think, an hour, maybe an hour and a half the first night just to get through and see. Oh, my, my new favorite plant is the bonk choy. Oh, don't tell me. Bonk choy. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anything about okay. what it does, but the bonk choy. So just remember bonk choy. Okay. You'll love it, I promise. I'm downloading it. I'm not even going to mention it next week that it's a game that I played because everybody will know. Because <laughs> I'm downloading it. <laughs> Well, we would love to hear how you have been geeking out this week. Are you getting ready for PAX or for Dragon Con? Is that taking up your TV watching, book reading, game playing time? Uh, you can let us know all about it. If you are going to the cons, look us up. We both have got panels and we'll both be tweeting. You've been listening to Game On Girl. You can find all our social media connections on our website, GameOnGirl.com. I'm the co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can follow me on Twitter at RoRoom, that's R-H-O, R-H-O-O-M, or email Rhonda at GameOnGirl.com. And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz, as I'm known on Twitter, Steam, and on many mobile games. So if <laughs> you play Gems with Friends and would like to play with me, I am Doc Liz on Gem with Friends. I am Doc Liz on uh, Bookworm Heroes. So if you want to hit me up for some of the games that we mentioned today that are social games, please start a game with me. I'd love nothing more to play with some of our some of our listeners. So hit me up for some Bookworm Friends or Gems with Friends or any of those uh, with friends games that you might play. Thanks for listening to Game on Girl. We're available on iTunes and Stitcher streaming. These links, along with references made in the show, can be found on our site, GameOnGirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media. And the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under Creative Commons Attribution License. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, game on.